0: Let's wind back to 1983. Mario Brothers was released on Nintendo and the first mobile phone was sold by Motorola. At the same time, Scott Cook was watching his wife trying to balance the books at home in California just using paper. Remember, everyone in America has to file tax returns. Scott decided to do something about it, creating a software called Quicken, which made his wife's job much easier. In 1992, QuickBooks was born, and the company behind it, which Scott founded, was called Intuit. Wind forward to today. Scott is a billionaire, and QuickBooks is the biggest financial management software in the world. The reason that they're number one is they make it really easy for companies to take care of their finances, from sole traders to enterprise and growth-minded businesses in between. So, if you want better control and visibility of your company's finances, from invoicing to forecasting, then head to quickbooks.co.uk forward slash secret leaders. That's quickbooks.co.uk forward slash secret leaders. There's a link in the show notes.
1: I'm not going to have someone rip something valuable from my hands because they have deeper pockets than me. They will only rip it from my hands if they're my cold dead hands and i'll fight every step of the way to keep that alive so how am i i'm angry how am i i'm energized and how am i i'm gonna win and so i hope this doesn't make it into your failure podcast but if it does i will have left a couple of bloody noses on some bullies around the world who thought they could take something off me because they're deeper pockets and fuck them
0: that's aidan mohegan fighting to keep his irish whiskey business alive From Secret Leaders, I'm Dan Murray-Surter, and welcome back to our bite-sized series dedicated to failure. We're doing all this because we learn a lot more from failure than success, but we hardly ever hear about it. Now, normally we tell you the stories of businesses that have failed, but today's episode is a bit different because we're going to tell you the story of a business that might fail. That clip you just heard is from when we first spoke to Aidan earlier this year. He was in the middle of a fundraise and court battle to keep control of his business. And it wasn't just his business that he was fighting for.
1: I have an incredibly supportive wife and family. Like, we're on her family farm because we have to live here because we ran out of cash. Like, there's no way around this. Like, we gave up our house in Dublin, sold the car, bought a banger, and drove to the farm kind of with our tails between our legs. And this idea that if I can raise the capital. We can maintain the dream of this business of building something.
0: So, how did Aidan end up here? Well, first, you need to understand a bit more about his business, Natterjack whiskey. The
1: Natterjack toad is the only toad that's indigenous to Ireland. It's a bit of a shit toad. It can't hop. It walks, and it can't swim. It drowns. So, it has to do its own thing. It's things its own way to uh, survive. A bit like ourselves. So, it's our spirit animal, and things went really well. By the end of 2019, we were exporting to four international markets. We were in six U.S. markets. All of that's grown since. And we had really a great one runway for what was kind of a founder-led, you can do this as well sort of story, right? Because I had no background, no industry experience, yet here we were with a product people liked and it can be done. And what I realized quite early is if I go into a bar in Ireland with my own Irish whiskey, largely the bar staff ask me to leave because they don't care, right? Whereas if I go into a bar in Seattle and it's my whiskey, they really care. They will then speak to me. They will put me on the cocktail list. They'll make me a drink with my own whiskey and then they'll just go along because they've been part of the story. There's this real entrepreneur sense in parts of the US that I didn't find in in Ireland. So, by the end of 2019, the plan was I move my family to the States and um, we take it from there and we push it on the ground. We planned for a distillery, but COVID put paid to those. So we, you know, we source our stock and we we finish it ourselves, but it's um it's third-party liquid, which is, isn't a secret. We raised money through a convertible loan note. It was 850000 12% interest, three-year duration. All that's perfect. Then, you know, converted into equity in the company and that was all going swimmingly.
0: But then COVID hit. By the end of 2021, cash was low, their sales were almost non-existent on the international market, and the Irish market just wasn't big enough to support them. We have no sales. We have
1: staff that part of are being supported by the government, but part is not. And we're in a tight spot. So relations with our convertible loan note holder got from frosty (laughs) to non-existent. And then in April this year, we tried to negotiate a way to pay them back because there's big interest in the brand. And we've had very big interest in investment and we probably will close that round in the next couple of weeks. But the convertible owner holder wasn't willing to wait. So they appointed a receiver. I think it was about three weeks ago now. And there's some protection you can get under Irish law if your business is a going concern. So effectively going concern means, can you pay your day-to-day bills? And the answer to that was yes. We had enough sales to do that. Therefore, why are you considered insolvent? Well, because our convertible loan note holder wants his 850 grand plus the 12% coupon over the three and a half years at this date. So equaling 1.3 million, I can't pay that. Therefore, you go to the court and the court gives you protection of the courts They effectively draw a line under your debts as of the 29th of April, as it was for us. And they say, right, debts up to that point, we'll deal with through a scheme of arrangements. But if your business is a going concern and no better bid comes in, you'll be able to run it going forward. And so that's the gamble we took, because if another bidder comes in or our convertible loan note holder comes in, we could lose the business. However, He'd appointed a receiver, so he would have lost the business under that arrangement, because he wanted to wind it up to see what value he could extract to get his 850 k back.
0: It wasn't just the convertible loan note holder that Aidan needed to worry about. There were actually three bids. His, the convertible loan note holders, and then there was also a third party interested as well. So Aiden was fighting on two fronts, and not only that, he had suspicions that the convertible loan note holder wasn't working alone. At the start of 2020, we were
1: approached by a US VC firm for a $5 million investment into Natterjack, the parent company's called Gerton & They were going to, for effectively for half the company, $5 million. And that wasn't coming out to us. It was to grow the brand, which was great. 18 months later, still no deal had arrived, probably because COVID was hitting everybody and certainly was hitting us. So we had to walk away from that deal. This is pure speculation. I believe that the VC firm I walked away from in November of last year is in talks with our convertible loan note holder. And I think they are putting a bid together to take Natterjack through the VC's network in the States, but being bought out by the convertible loan note holder. That's my opinion. Maybe I shouldn't have told the VC to fuck off. I expressly said, I see what you're trying to do. I'm not going to put up with this. We've been 18 months. You've changed the deal three times in your favor. The last change meant total board control and 50.1% of the business. I see what you're trying to do and fuck you. And of course that focused everyone's mind at my, how should we say, maybe their, their inability to work with me, but in my defense, 18 months after we signed a heads of terms, come on.
0: And so we're back where we started at the beginning of the episode, Aiden's future and his company's future hanging in the balance. He had to raise enough money to pay off the convertible note holder, and he needed the courts to rule in his favour, because even if he secured the investment, it was the courts who would decide on the winning bid for the company. Getting that investment was not easy. When he next got in touch with us, Aiden seemed a bit subdued
1: the last time we'd spoken we were looking at whether the courts were going to go with us well, I had to needed to raise the finance and I did I managed to get um, our letters of intent and everything like that in place for the courts which was great there was a commitment of three million from one investor investor and um, five hundred thousand from another investor and a million from another investor which would have got us to where we needed to go however one of the the main the, the three million dollar investor came back and said that none of their capital could be used or the paying down of our senior loan note holder, which causes a problem because legally we have to pay him down. So that meant I had to go a different direction. So I've structured something which is with our investors at the moment, and hopefully they're gonna come back and say yay or nay in the next kind of 48 hours. I'll know a lot more by Monday. I'm still incredibly motivated by pushing the brand and and selling the whiskey. So um, I'm still gonna do everything in my power to get this deal over the line.
0: The investors agreed to Aiden's plan, but even so, he had no idea whether he would win in the courts, and neither did we. It was a waiting game. a month or so went by with no news, and then we got a message
1: hi guys um so when we last spoke, I think I said I was um enthusiastic or i was uh i was. Engaged and I was annoyed. Well, that's changed significantly. I am engaged, enthusiastic, and I'm delighted because uh, We won the examinership process. We got the support of the court with our investment proposal to take the company back. So That's incredible. We won. Yeah, when people try and take things off you fuck them like you gotta you gotta fight back and We have and Against all the odds, we've won. He won, but everything comes with a cost. So the new investors, they bought the whole company, and that's what happens in these examples. There's legislation on this, right? If creditors are, uh, are not getting paid 100% of what they're owed, well, shareholders can't then make a profit on the back of it. And that's fair. That's the nature of going through what's effectively a bankruptcy and, you know, Everyone understands, as I understood, that investments can go to zero, especially in startups. And that, I'm not happy about that. And, 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 I'm not, and I take no, like, it's friends and family. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not easy and it's not good. Um, and I keep my job, yeah, and that's
0: really important to me. Um, providing for my family is, is kind of number one. Before this happened, Aiden had a 60% share in the company. And now he has 0%. Some might not see that as a win, but Aiden says keeping the brand going was always more important. Something that has struck me hearing Aiden talk was his determination and his confidence. But now it's over and he looks back. Was there ever a moment he thought about giving up? It was referred to in the court process as me having hubris
1: rather than confidence. So there was the senior loan note holder was well able to point out that he thought I was insane, right? And lots of people did. And I remember. I was sitting at a table right after we'd moved out of our family home. We were living in Wicklow in an Airbnb. It was cold, it was dark. And I remember turning to Faye and saying, It feels like the vultures are circling and I'm gonna lose this. And the two of us sat there. It was a miserable day and it was I mean, honestly, I was in tears. I I didn't know that we could come through it. I didn't I didn't have a way out. And I'm good at I'm good at ways out, right? Like I'm I'm decent at coming up with scenarios, but you're running out of road super quick. We'd no money. We'd tapped up our parents for 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 money. I'm like, I'm forty-two. I I was a hedge fund trader. I'm not being funny, but like going back to my parents is hard. It's like can I Can I get some money for groceries like and it's like what are you doing you go and you can go and get a job why are why are you sitting in a in an airbnb in Wicklow with a wife and two a pregnant wife and two kids what are you doing and there that's a reasonable question to ask if someone's like are you insane and I had to ask myself it on a number of occasions and the answer might be yes but these people who you're in this battle with they still want what's yours they're still trying to take the asset. And so he said, right, well, then, then I'm not giving up until there's no, until everything,
0: until all avenues are gone. Some might see Aidan's attitude as stubbornness, but that wasn't why he continued fighting. They thought I was just embedded into a,
1: into a dispute with a senior, with the senior low note holder and was willing to torch everything to win that. And that's not the case. I had to to uh, i went back with cap in hand on a number of occasions to try and change that to try and uh, to try and bring that person along with me, and I, I wasn't able to do that. But it it's not stubbornness, right? It is, and and I I had to <laughs> I've had to eat a lot of shit along the way. Not to, sorry for the language, but like you do, you've got to change your behaviour to win, and like resilience is. It's not toughness. Toughness makes you cold, right? Resilience, you've got to change. You've got to learn how to adapt in order to keep going. It's its taking those knocks and saying, "Right, well, is there another way or do I go get a job? And weighing that up constantly and g- consistently seemingly getting it wrong and going further down a hole that you know you can't get out of. The only way is to the end. And are you willing to compromise if the end game is what you want? Because those compromises are big, right? That's... Move your family out of the out of your home. That's uh, make some changes within the business that are unpalatable, but it's it's bigger than that. It's like, are you are you all in? Are you?
0: Aiden Mehigun, who almost failed. and for some people, maybe he did. I, for one, though, am a huge admirer of his grit. If you have a failure story that you'd like to share with us, we would love to hear it. Please email us on hello at secretleaders.com with a few bullets explaining your story. You've been listening to our bite-sized series on failure, and I've been your host, Dan Murray-Surter. If you want to hear more stories of failure, setbacks, and how they impact success, then give us a follow on your podcast app and share the episode with someone who needs to hear it. See you next time.